Yo, yo, yo. Episode number 95 of the It's Just the Game podcast. I'm your host, Chris Peel, coming back at you with the first episode of March 2021. Back at it. So I went out, I reached out to Steve from the Bleed Blue podcast. I had him on a couple of months ago after the Eagles played the Giants. So I reached out and I got him again because, you know, as an avid Knicks fan, as an avid NBA fan, I figured it was good to talk some basketball. So we're going to talk about who's the best player on the Nets. Is it Harden? Is it Durant? Is it Kyrie? Who knows? Who knows? We're going to talk about who the biggest threat to the Sixers are in the playoffs. We're going to talk about how the Knicks have been able to stay above water for so long because they're better than any one of us had, could have expected. Uh, we're going to talk about which one of his teams is the closest to a championship and which ones is the furthest away from the championship. And we're going to talk about if we trust the Utah Jazz. I talk about this all the time. I don't trust the Utah Jazz. So I'm going to find out if Steve's trusting Utah Jazz or is it pretty much the Lakers and everybody else. So we're going to get into that on the other side. Let's get right to it. Calm down, Kaiba. It's just a game. Uh, the phrase it's just a game is such a weak mindset. The phrase it's just a game is such a weak mindset. If anyone ever uses the excuse, it's just a game. Quagmire, it's just a game. Take it easy. But it's just a game. That's right. It's just a game. It's just a game, bro. It's just a what? It's just a game, you know? All right. I got my guy Steve here from the Bleed Blue Show. So... I listened to your episode with Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. Sports takes, sports takes galore. That's my guy. Um, so we got a lot of NBA to talk about. I hope I don't ask the same questions that he asked, but we're going to get to whatever we can get to. Mm-hmm. But I want to I start off with New York. So you like all the Yankees, the Rangers, the Knicks, and the Giants. So which team out of those four are the closest to winning the championship and which one is the furthest away from winning the championships? The Knicks are the furthest away. No, the Giants. The Giants are bad, man. <laughs> the Giants are bad, yeah. The Giants are bad. And um, you said the closest to winning the championship? Oh, definitely the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the problem, the Yankees, they have this – they're so analytical, and I hate analytics, man. I mean, I don't know. That's probably more the younger generation, how everything yeah. look at data. I hate that stuff because they, they outthink themselves, and I think it's going to bite them in the ass, honestly, because yeah. they're going to play it in this notebook game of how to play baseball and when to use situations. Just know, just get a feel for it. Who's hot? Just ride the high hand, and we talk about this on our Yankees podcast all the time, mm-hmm. man. And the Yankees on paper are favorites, but that doesn't take into consideration injuries and stuff like that. But uh, and I don't take the Blue Jays for granted or the Rays, so within our own division. Um, so, right. But yeah. you know, if we do our job and guys stay healthy, and that's the problem. The Yankees get hurt a lot too, so and they, you're supposed to have, they're supposed to have this a world class science of. Uh, training and and, and and team doctors and all that, and these dudes still get hurt. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, that's, man. That's the part that sucks, too, is, I mean, you can have, you know, the best doctors in the world and whatever, and you got the best athletes in the world, and injuries can just happen all the time. And I always say, I wish life was like a video game where you can just go to the settings and just turn <laughs> it off. I would love it. Like, I'm not even talking about just for my teams. I, would, I, I'm so, I get so mad when I go to watch a game and somebody's out or somebody's out for months, and it's just – it just sucks to see. Like, you want to see the best players 
on the field, on the court, and on the ice. So the injuries just take a toll on just even your average fan. Like when you watching the game and Kawhi Leonard is not playing or or John Carlos Stanton is not playing, it just it just it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know. I, I some most times it does suck, but then sometimes I'm not even gonna lie, man. I hate, I'm about to, I'm about to go there, man. I, I hope I don't turn off your audience. But I'm a Giant fan. You're an Eagle fan. We might. I don't know. You're kind of like a you know. You're a sportsman. You know, listen, man. I hate the Cowboys, man. I'm gonna yeah. just be real. And when we knocked out that Prescott for the year, I clap, man. I ain't gonna lie. You clap for that? <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of here. Bye. Take, bye. I see you. I, I, yeah. Listen, man. Listen, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, all love is uh, fair and love is war. But you're trying to win yeah, a game in your division, man. Screw all that. <laughs> I'm petty. Yeah, like, I'm petty yeah. like that. I'm just real. I, I, I feel you. <laughs> I will say, though, when that happened, and I hate the Cowboys more than anybody, but when that happened, I actually – I really felt for him, man, for real. And I don't know if I'm getting softer at my old age or what, but that really hit me. I'm like, wow, that well, sucks. Because like, I didn't want to see that happen to nobody. I don't care who they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, well that's the thing. I think it's more – Sticking it to the Cowboy fans more than him getting hurt. But, yeah, 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 yeah. that's kind of how I looked at it. But, yeah. All right, right, right. Yeah. Um. So, with the NBA, the Knicks. Yeah. They – I honestly didn't realize because I know you follow NBA a lot. I don't follow NBA like I do with the NFL. I kind of follow it casually, but, like, I'm not sitting and watching every single game. I didn't realize how close to 500 the Knicks really were until right before the All-Star break. I'm looking at looking at the, uh, the standards one day. I'm like, wait. The Knicks are seven. I think they were like seventeen to eighteen or eighteen to seventeen, something like that. And it hit me like I did not realize they were. I thought they were way worse than they really were. So how are the Knicks staying so afloat? Like what are they doing besides Julius Randle? Because I know Julius Randle was balling. So it's defense, bro. The Knicks, um, they don't have the scoring on their team like the rest of the teams in the league. So their your best, pretty much your best offense is your defense. They have a a head coach who's his culture, even as an assistant going back into the late 90s when he was on Van Gundy's staff, he's all about defense. Tom Thibodeau is a defensive guy, even when he was yeah. in uh, Boston with Doc Rivers and won the championship with Ray Allen and Garnett and right, Carl Pierce, right. all defense, man. And, and you're, you're from Philly and, and me being from New York, it's just the thing that we appreciate good defense. Like, we yeah. love that. These, you know, the anything from Boston to Washington, D.C., we love defense. I mean, we like offense. We'll take it if we have it. But mm-hmm. we like the, the art of the grind. We like blue collar, hard hat, uh, construction hat type of, 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 you know, coming to work type of deal. Now, that's what the Knicks got. They're going to have to play with effort and and really get it really messy for teams. And they've done it most of the season. Uh, in today's NBA, you can't really play real, real defense. Yeah, you can't. No. So they, they've done as best as they could with what they got. And I can appreciate their style of basketball. However, with that being said, they are the – I still think pound for pound, they're probably the last they're, – therefore, standings-wise, they are what they are. But I think Toronto still kind of has our number when we play them. Um, yeah. Brooklyn is going to outscore us. Uh, yeah. uh, we haven't played them yet with against um 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 uh with Harden on on the team right now. And Philadelphia has our number. Um, that's a solid two way team, as you already know, with Doc Rivers, Embiid, yeah, Ben Simmons. It's a, the division is the best division, I think, top to bottom in the league. Um, so, but that's the, I think that's part of our what we're going to run into because after this All Star break, we're going to talk about it on our show on Wednesday mm-hmm. that. We got to play <laughs> you guys, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. It's a gauntlet, man, right off the gate. So that is that is tough. The only thing I can say is 
I know Ben and Joel, they still want that like that COVID restricted list. So look, if they don't if they don't play that game, then maybe you guys will have a chance. But if they play then but sometimes the Sixers tend to play down to their competition. I mean, we just lost a game to Cleveland like two weeks ago. So stranger things have happened. So I mean And B was in that game? Yeah, yeah, he played. Yeah, they both. Everybody. Played. I don't remember that game. All right, I have to go back and re- see that man because I thought I, I watched a lot of teams from every, you know, all games, and I didn't remember that yeah. one. But it's one of them games where you're at home, you're playing Cleveland. You're like, mm. we we got this. You know, you kind of sleep up, sleepwalk your way through. You don't even have to watch it. You're just like, all right, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just pop in every once in a while. Look at, all right, all right, we're up, we're up, and you're like, wait, we're down. Wait, okay, we came back, and then it was like, no, we we lost, we lost to Cleveland. What? And the funny thing is. Ben Simmons actually made it three at the end of that game to like, but it was already over. So mm. it was one of the things where it was like, Ben Simmons made it three at least, but we lost to Cleveland, so it, it kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah Cleveland, uh, they're not a very good team, but they got some decent pieces that, if, you know, I seen them beat Brooklyn at home. I mean, they, they make it fun. Garland's a nice, I didn't talk about it on, on Gabe's uh, podcast, but Garland, uh, yeah. Sexton, uh, I like Okoro when he came, you know, when he came out of Auburn. They, they have nice young pieces. They just overwhelm. Uh, they every night is going to be a struggle for them. Let me go back to the Knicks real quick, and then I come back to your team. The Knicks, as far as the defense, I mean, I, I can't stress the fact that they need a second score. I mentioned that all the time. Uh, we all mentioned that on yeah. our platform. But as far as playing defense, man, uh, Mitchell Robinson before he got hurt in that Washington game. I mean, him, yeah. Noel, that center rotation. Blocking shots, securing the defensive rebounds. We we're a top team in in, in rebounding, and that that's just the way we're just going to have to play, man. And um, yeah. by a hundred percent, a hundred possessions, we're just going to have to slow teams down and play. And we're number one against the three. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but we are. <laughs> but yeah, but right. scoring wise, Julius Randle has put in the putting uh, the Knicks on his back and he's he is delivered but the thing is I think they had this in them last year I just think we have a terrible head coach in Fisdale we, we didn't have the point guard coming into uh you know Alfred Payne was out for like the first several weeks and we never re- right, we right. never recovered from that but the Knicks aren't as bad I think as a lot of people are used to or reputational wise and we're gonna have some national yeah. TV games I just think we just have a tough division as you already know Boston you guys yeah, Tampa, Tampa Toronto whatever you want to call them Brooklyn yeah, Tampa, Toronto, right, right. <laughs> yeah I think we need I mean as much as the Knicks have sucked like lately I think we need the Knicks to be good though I mean they're one of those teams they're like on the level of know the Celtics and the Lakers and the Sixers and like mm-hmm. teams like that where we need those guys to be good they're in the big market so it would be nice to see the Knicks be good again I mean I think you guys had one year during the mellow time where it was like 2012 hey, they're legit contenders this year but besides that it just hasn't really worked yeah out the Knicks. they had bad management uh that was in 2012 when he had the veteran yeah, veterans with Jason Kidd uh Kurt Thomas Rasheed Wallace heavy veteran team J.R. Smith was the sixth man of the year but they never recovered as far as printing, you know, developing players. They didn't even have players to develop. They had all these veterans and they all retired and they had nothing else to run with. But uh, new regime, no um, Steve Mills, no Phil Jackson, none of that crap. Um, the, yeah, but now okay. let me say this, man. Um, you can relate to this. Before you guys won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, I always thought the Nick fan and the Eagle fan were kind of identical as far as passion. It, it's just something about an Eagle fan that's passionate that I can respect as a Giants fan. But the Nick yeah. fan, the Nick fan or the New York fan is dying for the Knicks to win the championship. Like, I, Yankees is like that every year. Don't get it twisted. It's like that for most teams, like the Yankees, Mets. 
uh, Rangers, especially in hockey. Giants, Giants and Jets are kind of like you know. I think Giants is more of New York's team than the Jets. But when, it, but the, but everybody, if they if they haven't fell out of love with basketball, they still want, secretly in 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 hiding want to see the Knicks. Like the Nets are still kind of like the second team. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, they the Knicks are like your grandparents, your parents' team growing right. up. Even through the nineties, the seventies, through the good years, they want to see the Knicks relevant. The Knicks fans are, are passionate, like Eagle fans. Uh, yeah, they, they, they are. are. Knicks fans, yeah, they're they're they're. It's a different they, breed. They love their their blue and orange. Though. They're a different breed. Yeah, for sure. They um, the Knicks like it's weird because the Nets. I remember a couple of years ago when the Knicks fans thought they were getting. You know, oh, we're gonna get Zion, we're gonna get Kevin Durant, we're gonna get this person, we're gonna get that person, and then they ended up with Julius Randle. And Julius Randle has ended up being a good player, so like that part has worked out for him. I mean, Julius Randle is not going to be your best player on a championship team, obviously, but for he's better than Andrew Wiggins right now. So out of that draft class, I mean, it's probably Embiid, Jabari Parker is pretty much out the league at this point. So I mean, Julius Randle and Joel Embiid are like the best two players out that draft class. If you think about it, yeah. Well, I mean, Julius Randle is somebody we did talk about when we in that free agency period uh, that summer. We talked about that, like we wanted him, like when the rumors were coming down. Say, so, yeah, we want uh, Julius Randle. I, I followed his career at Kentucky. I knew what I was getting, and I saw the work that he yeah. put in with with, with, uh, with Kobe Bryant. Uh, before Kobe, you know, before he moved on, Julius Randle is a solid basketball player. Matter of fact. In hindsight, and we talked about this even on our platform, dude. Um, you know, the way it went down with Christos Porzingis, we're all better off with Julius Randle. Christos Porzingis, since the ACL injury when he attained it versus the Bucks, and he's gone for the year, he's been paper machete, man. He's just yeah, yeah. So I, I, we're cool with what we got now. Some of the draft picks before uh, R.J. Barrett, you know, Kevin Knox hasn't panned out, but this was, you know, this is. Draft picks from the previous regime, so you got to take that into account. This was not the Leon Rose Worldwide West draft pick. Right, right. So um, the quickly pick has kind of looked good right now, and also RJ Barrett pick looks good right now. So you got to, you know, got to tip our hat on that. But yeah, the Knicks got a lot of work because the teams in the division is just veteran. You got veterans. Yeah. You got young studs like Tatum and Brown. You got Embiid and Ben Simmons. I mean, that's a tall order, man. Yeah, man. That's yeah. Thanks for mentioning my sixers there. Like hey, we're definitely yeah, they're good. We're definitely looking we're looking good oh. this year. I mean, hopefully we can go back to the finals for the first time in like twenty. Is it because let me say this. Let me ask you this about the Sixers. Is it because Embiid is got you know, he has a child now? I think is a maturity. Usually when guys get to the twenty six, you have a, a child, you really start to be more mature. And now he hasn't fought those early on injuries in his career. Like that's what it was sopping him when he came out of Kansas. Uh the injuries, and then, you know, Brett Brown's not a good coach. Doc Rivers is an upgrade. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they needed a coach that will hold them accountable. And I think for the last couple of years, we were like, okay, Brett Brown is a good, you know, he's a good friendly coach. He's a good, all right, get these guys ready to play, you know. But as far as being a head coach and getting these guys to the next level, I don't think he was that guy. I think he was pretty much, I say this all the time, I think he was Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson was good enough to make the Warriors into a good team, but we needed somebody to make us into a great team. And I think Doc Rivers is doing that this year. And I think, you know, Ben Simmons and, and uh, Joel Embiid, and for some reason, Doc Rivers knows exactly how to use Tobias Harris. Because remember, Tobias Harris had his best year of his career 
when he was coached by Doc Rivers in the, uh, in L.A. So I don't know what he does with him, but whatever he does, it works. And I just think we needed somebody to hold these young guys accountable, a guy that would don't do that, Joel. Like now you see he's on the block now. He's Even though he's shooting the best – I think he's shooting like 42% from three this Damn. year. But he, he's not – yeah, right. That's crazy. But he's not shooting 11, 12 mm-hmm. a game. He's only shooting about three, four a game now. So instead of him – trying to shoot threes and being back there all the time, it's okay, bam, get on the block, and we're going to feed you the ball. He's the go-to guy. There's no question about who's the go-to guy. Like, Ben Simmons knows to get him. But even Ben Simmons has been way more aggressive the last couple of weeks. I mean, I know everyone kills him for, oh, he doesn't have a jump shot, he doesn't have a jump shot. But to me, Ben Simmons is playing the best basketball of his life. He, he plays fantastic defense, Ben Simmons. Yes. Like, and yes, on defense, oh, my God. Like, he's the only player, I think, since I would say Ryan Artest, who makes me actually want to watch him play on? Yeah, you respect like, that. How many guys mm-hmm. do you actually? I mean, a lot of times, you know, you see the, the shot blocking and all that. You see the steals from you know across the court, stuff like that. But I'm talking like guarding one on one on ball defense. You do not usually want to watch like that's not exciting to watch. But to me, watching Ben Simmons play defense is really exciting. Yeah, it's to watch. Exactly what I said earlier, Ben. Didn't, didn't I say that the New York fan, the Philadelphia fan, even though we have tip, you know, we, we root for different teams, but the mindset is still the same. We appreciate blue collar hard work. <laughs> we did I, I see I see what Ben Simmons does defensively. I love it. I respect it. I mean, yeah. so uh, we have an Embiid man. He's a, he's a load to take, you know, handle. Um, best center in the league, I think. Probably ahead of Jokic, and when he did the Rudy Gobert uh, versus Utah, that was mm. a fantastic game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, see, murdered that. Guy. Like, <laughs> it was like it wasn't even close. I'm just like, man, this guy don't stand a chance. Like defensive player of the year, what? Like, shut up, man, sit right. down somewhere. So, moving on sure. to the next thing, what is your least favorite thing about the NBA? Game? It's too soft, man. Um, I, I can't. You know, I love it when it was more physical. I like tougher yeah. defense. And then the the you know this really starting to becoming annoying is the uh replays. Everything's a replay now. Yeah. Uh, it slows down the right. game. Games used to go by fast. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I didn't understand the logic and it, the ratings don't support more scoring because the NBA has lost ratings. I watch it, but a lot of people have got turned off for a lot of other right. reasons, but but as far as scoring it doesn't help the ratings. Like like I said, like Styles make fights. That's why people can still appreciate boxing because, you know, you might have a guy who's offensively minded versus a guy who's a defensive wizard. But in, in the NBA, if it's like you can't touch these guys. A lot of these dudes go yeah. on the line 12, 13 times a night and just by blowing on them. Like, I don't like that part. I still watch, uh, but it's still annoying to yeah. watch, man. And that's probably the number one. It's, yeah, it's really annoying. I mean, I agree with that. And I, I think that the game now – there's way too many three-pointer shots now. Like, I think no one even tries to develop a mid-range game or try to get – like, to me, growing up, the name of the game was getting the easiest shot possible. But now it's, okay, come up, shoot a three. And there was a game – I'm trying to think. Was it Denver, I believe? And they had, like, a 4-1 fast break at the end of the game. And everyone stopped at the three-point line. And I'm like, go to the lane. What are you doing? So – and they end up losing that game because – I think Jamal Murray tried to shoot a three or something, and he ended up missing it. But it was just like everybody who was coming to fill out the lane, they literally all stopped at the three-point line. And everyone was saying, like, this is what's wrong with the game today. There's no trying to get an easy basket. I mean, I'm glad Embiid and Jokic and um, I'm trying to think of any other centers. Like, you know, remember before it was like DeMarcus Cousins mm-hmm. and, and Dwight Howard. They were like the only two centers in the league. But back in the day, I mean, you know you know about this. Patrick Ewan, David Robinson, 
uh, uh, Shaq, uh, Hakeem. There were centers everywhere in the league, but now there's only like three good centers in the league. Like if you look, right, right. I don't know what happened with that, man. I mean, I think some of it is they they're just not playing basketball or whatever. But the centers used to grow in trees and back in the '80s and the '90s. But now they like a lot of these dudes are stretch fours. They're more like maybe six ten to six eleven, but they could pull from thirty or thirty five, like the dirt and the whiskeys type of type of cats. And then his type of style of guy started coming into the league. A lot of these Europeans are no problem coming over launching threes as well. So um, I think you know I thought about this though. Let me ask you this now: it may not be popular, but I saw this in the you know, the Ice Cube Big Three League, like. I think the NBA needs to entertain or even look at bringing in the four-point shot. Why not? Lillard's launching them from there. Curry's launching them from there. Now, I don't know where you stand on that. I wouldn't be open to it. Honestly, if you're going to launch it, if you, look at where they're pulling from. It would make it, it would change the dynamic of the game even more. It would make it even more interesting. If you're down three, you could probably shoot a four-pointer and win the game. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would look yeah that, that. that is true. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. And because I've said this before, this is a very unpopular mm-hmm. opinion. Those long three-point shots that they shoot really does nothing for me because it's still only right. three points. So why are you shooting from the logo when you don't have to? Like, to me, that makes no sense. And, you know, in the All-Star game, I'm, I know you said you nah. really watched the All-Star mm-hmm. game that much. But in the All-Star game, like, I didn't watch the whole game, but I saw a couple of highlights from it. You know, they were shooting from the logo. I mean, that's cool to do in the All-Star game, sure. But when they do it in, like, regular season games, I just don't really see the point of it because – it, it does nothing for you, like, like at all. Yeah, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to pull from 35, 40 feet, right. add another add another point work. to it. I mean, we've seen, I've seen games where Damon right. Will is just launching, and they're all net, no rim, all mm-hmm. time. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think the NBA should entertain it. I mean, I give big ups to Ice Cube's Big Three League for implementing that because I even watched some of those games during the summer before COVID. That they yeah. that it made the games interesting, like oh oh four point you know four pointer, wow interesting. Because remember, I mean, there was a time there was no three pointer. They implemented that what, in like seventy nine, eighty, something like that. Yeah, Sometimes you got to evolve. Yeah. I mean, the NBA is losing ratings. Look other ways to. Uh, I mean, you ain't gonna get the big men to come in. Dunk you might as well. You see these guys launching as far as they are. Doncic, uh, Jamal Murray. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, these dudes are, are pulling from 35, and, and it's all net. They get four-point plays, whatever. Yeah, even Brian does it. Everyone yeah. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy because back then, remember, the knock on him, but he couldn't shoot. Now he, he shoots it so effortlessly. That's I know, so I know, man. I, I don't know if they widen the rims or nothing because LeBron could never shoot. Now he's, he's yeah, just – is all you know, and, and the thing is, like, all these dudes is making like, like the NBA average is what 37 38 percent for three, like, that's that's pretty goddamn high, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, that is, and even in the all star game, I was listening to um, I was listening to Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. They said in the all star game, there were only six mid range uh shot attempts in that whole game, and I'm thinking, like, that is absolutely insane. I know it's just an all star game, but six mid range shots the whole oh, entire wow. game, like, that's oh, crazy. Damn, it was it? Oh, man. Yeah, I just like Jesus Christ. But um, speaking sure. of the All Star game, do, do you think we make too big a deal out of like these All Star snubs? Because people always want to say, "Oh, this person should have been an All Star." Okay, but they don't want to tell you who they're taking out. There's only twelve spots. I think the twelve spots is fine like that because it makes it special. If you add sixteen players from each league or each conference, it's not really going to be special to me. If everyone is special, then nobody. Well, that's a good question. Um, 
I, I, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I'm all on tape all over my show. So let me be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I was kind of pulling for my boy Julius Randle this year for obvious reasons. So oh, that's kind of, that's yeah. the whole point of what I'm trying to say. Um, I mean, it's a good debate. It's a good barbershop talk. It's good talk for your podcast yeah. and shows and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is a little big big deal because um, even on said on other po- people's platforms, man, like this voting is that's the thing I don't like is the you can vote multiple yeah. times and get guys in, and it probably happened for Julius Randle. Who knows? But you know, in New York, I'm sure. I'm sure New York did. Yeah, or you could be in a situation like, like, like I said on Gay's podcast. Like, you could be in. Let's say you're Vince Carter. You're going to have the whole country of Canada backing you. Or if you're a Houston Rocket, Yao Ming's got China in his back. It's a wrap. So I don't like that aspect of it. But then, come on, man, I'm watching these games, dude. Like. Devin Booker should have been an automatic all-star even before Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul has a, has having a good year, but he's not Devin Booker. Like Devin. All right, but l- l- let me tell you this though, right? So I actually think Chris Paul should get some MVP votes. And I know the numbers don't look exactly pretty, what everybody wants to see, but you're telling me that Chris Paul comes to the Suns. Everywhere Chris Paul has gone, they, they've won. The Suns can never get to the playoffs before. They couldn't even sniff the playoffs. I think last year close, they did almost close. because of the bubble, but so Chris Paul gets there, and all of a sudden they're in second place in the Western Conference. I mean, Devin Booker wasn't doing that when he was there by himself. So I probably would agree that Chris Paul deserves it. Oh, that's this definitely debatable because um, it, when I looked at it, Devin Booker kind of took a backseat scoring-wise so they could all eat. So uh, he had a fantastic bubble. They were 8-0, and he was unstoppable. Uh, they just had a – see, the yeah. thing I think what hurts the, hurt the Suns last year was – DeAndre Ayton was out the first 25 games because of the uh, substance uh, policy. And I think they never recovered. So when they got into the bubble and they went undefeated, they rolled Devin Booker, but the, those first 25 games without Ayton hurt them. Now they have Ayton and Chris Paul, so it helps look Chris Paul look even better. Uh, not, not, to, not to shit on Chris Paul, but you're right. Chris Paul went to Oklahoma City, and they, they did a great thing. And they, they number five seed, he's going right. now. Oklahoma City's all where they are. You know, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to MVP MVP votes for uh, Chris Paul. I, I, I'm not opposed to that at all. But uh, they're having a good season, man. And um, I don't think, um, you know, when the Lakers recover and get healthy, I think they're still going to leave for Phoenix. That's just, just my opinion on that. On that. Yeah, I agree. So, a couple more questions, and I'm going to let you okay, know. Okay, cool. So, so, speaking of the Lakers, do you trust Utah to actually make a run, or do you think they're in the same breath as the 2015 Hawks, the 2018 Raptors, the 2016 Celtics, and all those teams that we see are number one seeds, but we know for sure they're not. I, I put like this. The answer is the Lakers. That is just to keep it short. I don't care who it is in the West. I don't yeah. trust the Clippers. I don't trust the Jazz. I don't trust the Nuggets. I don't trust the Blazers. Well, Right. The Lakers, at the end of the day, we talked about this earlier, just about five, ten minutes ago, about the, the calls, getting the calls. LeBron's just going to get calls. That's just how it works. Just like Harden and Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to get calls in the East, <laughs> LeBron's going to get calls in the West. And LeBron is, you know, athletically staying healthy. It's amazing how he's done it. You know, you know the training and the, the chemistry body, that's just know, phenomenal yeah. to me. If he's, as long as he's in it, these other teams don't have a chance. I, I'm at the point, I don't I don't believe it until I see it. So um, Utah has played phenomenal. They shot the ball from three very well this year. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 
Uh, it has been spectacular. I, even games when Conley has not played, they still had enough. They had Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. I think one game he had 40 off the bench. Bogdanovich. Yeah, it was against us. Okay, okay, yeah. Ben dropped 41. I think he Man, dropped okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's been a little fun rivalry between you guys, man, you and the Jazz. Yeah. I know it's been fun. But, but, but yeah, but the end of the day, man, like Jack, we've seen this before. Like to your points, man, the best team with the best player in the NBA usually wins. Usually wins. I, I don't, I don't, I can't yeah. make it. I don't trust the Clippers. Utah, they could, they could have this nice run and all that, but I just don't mm-hmm. see them beating the Lakers because they got LeBron and you don't. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, I just don't trust the Jazz at all. I, I would take. I mean, to me, there's only about – you can tell me if you disagree with this. There's only five contenders in the league. So, you know, usually before the NBA season, it's pretty much, okay, these are the four teams, these are the five teams. So, to me, it's the the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nets, the Sixers, and maybe the Bucks. They're, like, the only five teams I could legit see fair enough. winning the championship. The yeah, that's five. fair enough. I'll say this, though. Now, if Anthony Davis does not come back, oh, that changes a lot of things, but I'm expecting him to come back. I think they're they're able to ride the wave of winning winning the championship yeah, uh, in the bubble, and they have, you know, they can kind of give it a pass. They don't have to rush him back. So they probably prop him up for the postseason. But Utah is having a good year, but anytime they, they're going to run into the Lakers, I think it's, it's, they have to run into that team. It's over for any team. I don't care. I think Utah probably could beat anybody in the West. Maybe not the Clippers, but I don't trust the Clippers either. Um, but uh, I, I like I like their chances, though. I, I think they play very well this year. They're fun to watch. They launch a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes. They, they really believe in that three-point analyst, but they got the shooters to do it, so. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, the three-point shoot to me is just too much. Like, I, I just don't like teams shooting 50, 60 threes a game. Like, to me, I, I, like, I'm old school, like I said. So, all them threes to me is just showing that, like, you don't really want that smoke inside. Like, anybody can just pull up and just, oh, I'm going to just shoot from my hair so I don't have to deal with the madness that's in there to me. Like, well, that, that, you know why? Because it's been implemented. The NBA wanted more scoring. They wanted you know, these guys are coming into the league to just launch it up. Like, they're not really working. Like, for instance, like, a lot of these dudes, they're not staying in college. They're not really working on their game. No, they have to. Or no, they have to. But it's all about getting to the league, you know, one and dones. You know, they haven't really developed a game. You probably just have a a piece of athleticism so a scout could really take you on the fly and say, hey, man, we're going to work on your jumper. And that's kind of it. Um, The mid-range game is kind of almost a lost art because it's just, you know, if you could just shoot from three, you're probably going to keep a job. Yeah, that's true. So, one last basketball thing. They're sure. able to one mutual NFL team that we Oh, I think I know where you're going this, with this, so. but go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, let's let's just say, um, hypothetically, right, the Brooklyn Nets that win sucks. the NBA championship. Go ahead. Who's the team or who's the player that wins the final Durant. MVP? Yeah, uh, I, Durant, I, I, I kid not. I don't see how it's not. Um, I, I thought, listen, man, I thought when this pairing happened, when they got these guys, and then adding Blake Griffin on that, I think that's, man, they they, they kind of, yeah. I would say they lucked out. I think they played that nice, man. Getting rid of Lavert and Allen and replacing with Harden and Griffin, man, I think that, damn, man. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But Brooklyn, 
to me. I, I thought the see it hasn't shown his ugly head yet because Durant's been out. I said, you know, when they, this first happened, I don't know if things went bad early on or if, if things do go bad at a certain point. I don't know their egos can handle that. You know, like Kyrie an alpha. They all three right. are alphas. See, Harden's kind of kind of have to play third wing, third man or whatever. But Durant, there's going to probably be a game, and it may be, be against you guys or something like that, or Boston, and one of them is going to take the final shot and miss. I want to see what happens in a crucial game versus a Boston or versus a Philadelphia, and they lose, and one of them, you know, kind of like goes heel, like wrestling, you know, like WWE heel, but, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> hits him in the back with the chair, you know. <laughs> He throws them under the bus in the media. I'm waiting for that moment. It hasn't happened yet because all three yeah. haven't been on there at the same time. It, it may be for their benefit, yeah. but um, right now they're playing well. But we've seen this in, in the NBA before. You could be hot in the middle of the year, and you get – I mean, we've seen this with Milwaukee's. Uh, you've seen this with uh, other teams uh, you know, in the history of the NBA. Let's see what happens at the end of the year and how they're playing. Right. But uh, right now they look good, but I, I, I can't go off of that. I got to see how chemistry is going into the playoffs for every team. If I could really see see the yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still say Durant is the best. I, I think Durant is probably the second best player in the league still, like to this day. So, but it's just the way the offense is running with James Harden, I just don't know. I mean, and I know Kevin Durant is not that ball dominant player. So when he comes back, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think a lot of people are like, oh. He needs the ball, but, like, Durant doesn't need the ball in his hand. He doesn't need the dribble for 20 seconds. I mean, you saw that's why it works so well with Golden State because he can, you know, dribble once, twice, bam, shot. There you go. He can stand in the – well, not really stand in the corner. He can stand in the wing. He can stand at the top of the key. He can post up. Like, he doesn't – he's not James Harden. He doesn't – like, he had the same game. Like, I thought Kyrie and James Harden that wouldn't work because they they play the same type of game. But Kyrie being able to take a step back and saying, you know what, Harden – you're the point guard. You run his offense. So I think for Kyrie to be able to do that is very like commendable for him. And I think when Kevin Durant comes back, I think he can just slide right in. And that's the like Brooklyn and the Celtics are the only two teams I'm really really scared of. I'm not really scared of Milwaukee at all. I'm scared of Boston because they always have our number. They're our rivals, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can go off at any time. And then with Brooklyn, I don't even got to tell you why I'm scared of Brooklyn because. I mean, Harden, Kyrie, and, and yeah, yeah, but going back to that, man, I, I've liked that rivalry for what thirty years, man. Uh, Sixers and um, and, and Celtics, because even going back to the Sixers yeah. teams with Andrew Tony, Mo, Mo Cheeks, uh, uh, Cunningham, and, yeah, right. and Moses Malone, Doctor J versus Mikael Bird, Parrish, Dennis Johnson. I mean, those were some wars, man. Those were some fun, fun games. And even the last several years, you guys are meeting each other in regular season, of course, and then in the playoffs, man. I mean, the tide's got to turn. I mean, I think there's a rivalry there where this Boston versus Philly. I love the Northeast rivalries, man. I really do, man. This is why I never bought it. You know, I know you're probably going to get into the football, but I the, the New York versus Philly or the Philly versus Boston, New York versus Boston, it's, not, it's nothing better in sports, man. The, the, yeah, the, really the passion of the fans, the fan bases, uh, the, the the grind. Yeah, I, I look forward to if, if Philly was to play Boston as of right now, I think Philly has that number, of course. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens when uh, Marcus Smart gets back. Because uh, Boston, to me, kind of looked like they're underachieving, but they had their, their injuries. But that's not an excuse, though. But Philly has been fantastic, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, 
I think the tide does have to change, and I think it was going to change last year, but, yeah. you know, the bubble threw everything off. Brett Brown was pretty much on his – we knew he was on his way out the door, and then Simmons was out for the playoffs. So, we just knew, like, right. this, is, this is a wrap. So, last thing before I let you go. So, Dak Prescott got his, his money. So, do you think it was a mistake paying him that much money? You know, I just found out – You right? know, I really – because to give you an idea how I operate, I don't, I don't really watch the news. I don't watch the sports centers and all that stuff. So, I found that out through, I think, an alert – or somebody had brought it up on social media. So, oh, he got paid. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton yeah. was trash. Uh, the other quarterback they had, uh, the other backup was <laughs> obviously trash. Um, yeah, he when he got mm-hmm. injured in the game versus us, I think week five, um, uh, they they it showed that they needed something in that position. It's one of those. It's almost like a hostage situation because if you don't pay him, you're you're you still suck. But but. If you pay right, him, right. you still might still suck, but at least you have a chance. You could at least pull it off. You might go nine and seven right, right. or something like that. Their issue necessarily wasn't really the office, but their office really sputtered once he went out. It had hit and misses. They struggled. I mean, they already struggled defensively anyway, but offensively, it really looked bad in some of those games. So, I mean, it kind of like you kind of had to – if you got a guy, you can't let him go, man. Uh, let me ask you this. I, I know we're talking NBA, but I know you got to let me go. But Jalen Hurts, man, I know you're satisfied as far as Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis and all that. What's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I probably shouldn't have, have expected so much. It's like <laughs> it's like if you're with a, um, your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, and you know they're <laughs> so you kind of expecting a big, a big thing. And you probably shouldn't expect it, but oh, then man. when it comes to disappointing, it's like, wow. I shouldn't have expected it, but I still did, you know. So I thought we would get more, but I mean, I'm happy for him because, I mean, even before we all knew that was going to be the best fit for him. So I hope it works out and we can develop Jalen Hurts. And I think with the right development, I don't think Jalen Hurts has to be an elite quarterback. You can have a good franchise quarterback without having to be elite. I mean, we saw guys like, I mean, no disrespect, Eli Manning. I don't think Eli Manning was elite. I agree. A, a good quarterback. Dude, you know what I mean? You know how many Giant fans I got to argue with about that? We talk about like I'm a very objective fan, right. dude. Like, like a lot of people on my podcast and our show, we we tell how it is. Like, we know, like we have to argue with the right. Eli, uh, the the cult. We call it the Eli cult, man. When he went and won the Super Bowls, the, the second one, oh man, you couldn't tell these Eli fans nothing. Oh man, now don't get it twisted because we right. respect his warriorship <laughs> as far as being out there, game in and game out. But he wasn't elite. Like the statistics back that up. He only had one great yeah. year. But man, I even had to argue with some people on my show about that. You know, some they, they oh man, this dude, right, he right. could not do no wrong, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So pretty much, I don't think you have to be an elite guy. I just think if you're surrounded with a weapons, and I'm telling you right now, I've said this before, and I'm gonna say it again. If the Eagles do not draft either Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, it's going to be a <laughs> right. I'm telling you, we need a wide receiver. And if they don't get Jamar Chase or um, Devontae Smith, they better have some big trade to go get DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Calvin. They better have somebody ready because so do we, we need a top wide receiver. There's no we do too. There's no and the <laughs> we do too. No more. <laughs> That's yeah. like priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you last question. NBA. Right. I mean, you asked me the question. Who do you who you who do you see in the NBA coming out? Oh, champion. Who? What? Why? Um. So <sighs> I mean, the biasness in me will say like you know Sixers and Lakers because one we owe them for two thousand and one. 
And I just think, you know, I got a coworker that's a Lakers fan. And I would love to love to beat them to knock them off. And she always says, "Oh, you guys haven't had a finals run since uh, 1983. You haven't won the championship since then. So it'd be nice to win." And I just think we have the team this year because the teams that we've had the uh, previous years, like especially last year. Last year we cannot win the game on the road to save our lives. Like honestly, but this year when we were winning games on the road, even though they weren't great teams, it was games that we were losing last year, like you know against the Timberwolves and just like random teams like that. But this year, we were winning those games, and we would look up and say, you know what? Last year, Brett Brown would have lost that game. But this year, Doc Rivers is winning those kind of games. So I think we do have the team. And I told you, Boston and Brooklyn mm-hmm. is the only two teams I'm scared of. And if we can just – we have if we can outscore – we really got to outscore Brooklyn. Yo, outscore no, 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 no. Y'all not outscoring Brooklyn. Y'all going to have to play some defense, which y'all can and y'all capable of. I like I like Ben Simmons. You could yeah. throw him on whoever's at the point. You could throw him on Harden. You could throw him on Durant. You could throw him at on Irie. That is a good asset to have versus that team, man. I mean, I'm, a lot of people are really underestimating yeah. that you know that defensive weapon you guys got in uh, Ben Simmons. Y'all not outscoring Brooklyn. That's no 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 team in the East is outscoring Brooklyn. Yeah. I may even go NBA. So you're gonna have to play defense, and the only team that has it like. <laughs> Up the middle, especially at your your four and a five, is you guys. And then you say healthy, oh yeah, you guys got a, bit, a lot of chance. I, I I would definitely put some money on Philly if that was happening. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All I know is this year we better get that Lakers and Clippers. Uh, nah, you you want to see that? So the Clippers better not mess it up. Uh, yes, I, I wouldn't see last year. I wouldn't see this year. I'm done with the Clippers. They they pissed me off in that bubble last year, dude. <laughs> like like. Yeah, the bubble that they was up three to one. I'm like, come on, you couldn't beat the Nuggets. Like, I, I, there's nothing. I don't know, man. They got, they got, they got. I don't know, man. They, there's something about them I'm not feeling since that bubble, man. Like, Paul, it's mostly Paul George than anything. I, Kawhi yeah. has kind of earned his keep. He's went to, you know, he's in San Antonio with Toronto. He's earned his keep. So it's Paul George who's been in this league yeah. for so long. Talks too much on that team. Does not do enough in the playoffs. I, I, nah, I just, I've seen, I, no, here's the thing, though. I've seen him in playoff games when he was in Indiana versus LeBron. And LeBron had the best of them every time. Like, why would I want to see that again? I don't know, but he had a better team around him. He got Kawhi with him. This is the thing about Kawhi, though. I feel like Kawhi Leonard is the only star in the league. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. he doesn't talk trash, he doesn't talk at all. He's the only one that gets like all the praise, but none of the. Where gets the low management criticism? They they give him that. Yeah, true, but you don't say. Oh, Kawhi Leonard choked. Like he was up thirty-one too, but everyone acting like Paul George the only. He had a bad. He had a bad series, but Paul George was definitely worse. Like he was out of it, just attack mode, just air ball throwing up air balls. Kawhi did have a bad series. I'll give you that, but but just. Have you ever listened to um? Uh, Matt Barnes, uh, which, which, which one is it called? Yeah, yeah. I heard that's the one with Paul uh, George was on there. I think. Yeah, yeah, Paul George is on there. He pretty much said, like, the we, bubble just, like, we, messed him up mentally. And, like, that's one thing he really shouldn't have said because now this year everyone is, like, pretty much coming at him saying, oh, you soft and you soft and all this because now we talk about the whole mental health thing. Now people are going to use that against you, so. But that pretty much, and, and, and that's what I'm saying as far as what the Lakers did. I think that's being impressive because everybody's in the same setting. Like it's no home court advantage, away advantage. You're away from your families, and you, this different psychological things we're not going to understand until they come out with a documentary to explain what each everybody went through. That's why I think the Lakers championship is kind of impressive in that, in that right. type of setting, man. 
I agree. Like people thought like no. oh, it's an asterisk, but I'm like, no, nah, I think it's better because you know, when you're the number one seed, you can just fall back on, okay, we're home, we got home court advantage, we can just win every series four to three and we're good to go. We win every home game and we're good. But last year you couldn't fall back on just being a home team. Oh, I got one more question for you. And then, I gotta get, then I got to go. Let me, this is a question I always ask everybody, man. Yo, are you a fan? The NBA has three divisions in each conference. Do you think they should eliminate the divisions? Just go straight, you know, straight up teams, treat it like a soccer thing, you know, you know, Philadelphia Sixers basketball club, New York Knicks basketball club. No, no division games, just play. You know, so we don't, you know, everybody just play each other evenly and just square it out like that. Because I think the division concept in, in most sports, but especially the NBA is just outdated. That's how I think. I would love to see a straight one through 16, yeah. regardless of conference, best 16 get into this, to the, uh, to the playoffs and then go from there. Do you agree with that or you're not there yet? Or what's your thoughts? So, I would keep the conferences, but like I do, I I would definitely slightly agree with you with the divisions. I don't think the divisions matter because if you look at the end of the year, like if you you know in football you can say oh they won the NFC East this year or they won the AFC South this year, cool they won a division, but like do you really know who wins these divisions in basketball? Like you don't really know. Like you don't, like oh who won the Central Division? Like I, I I couldn't tell you who's like I mean I'm assuming Milwaukee's leading the Central right now, but like I really don't follow divisions like I follow him in football. So I guess I would agree with you on that if they would just do Yeah, yeah. Like if they just did one through fifteen and one through fifteen, I would do it that way. I I wouldn't I wouldn't just do one through like sixteen though. I would still keep it like one through eight and then one through eight on each side. So but I, I would I wouldn't get rid of the conferences. But I would. Yeah, I, I don't see how a team like Memphis is in the Western Conference where they're on the eastern part of the U.S. You know what I'm saying? You know, Minnesota and, and Milwaukee right. are geographically <laughs> close to each other, but one is in different conference. Like Milwaukee is further from Indiana than than Minnesota, but they're in different conferences. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. I, I just had to had to go there with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. And even 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 if yeah. you think about they're it, they're in the East. Too. I mean, they're in the West, but they're, about to say, they're in the what, Central Time yeah. Zone. That's the same time zone as Chicago, Indiana, Milwaukee. Does it make sense, man? How how are they in the West? Like they're more East than West. You know that's the, that's my whole point. Like, I... right, right. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, I think the division. That's my point. I really don't think the divisions matter at all. Like, there's no. Yeah, like there's really no like trophies for winning the the, the Central Division or the, the Atlantic Division. It it just doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So I I've never really thought about that either. But yeah, so I guess you. Yeah, I mean you're all right. So I would. I would, look. I would definitely get away yeah, from the don't, business man. in basketball. All right, cool, man. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for taking out um, yeah. 48 minutes of time. I, I get a quick it, plug for the show um, real quick, uh, uh, the Bleed Blue Show. Um, what we yeah, man. Shout out. We got to get you on there yeah, one do time. You think? Go Maybe ahead. Uh, we'll get to the football stuff. Maybe draft time. But, um, you know, the Bleed Blue Show, bleedbluesshow.com, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of our platforms. Uh, yeah, we, we, we talk, you know, KGYR Sports, Knicks, Giant, Yankee Rangers, but we're also NBA, NHL, MLB, the whole shebang, NFL, boxing, uh, every day of the week, man. We have great people across the country talking sports. And then, of course, uh, when we do our fan events, whenever we get out of this uh, COVID type of world, we'll be back on it, man. But uh, KP, man, it's always good talking with you, man. Those logical Eagle fans, man. And I know there's some good hearts out there, man. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, man. It's a lot of it's a lot of good ones out here. Sounds good, man.
All right, peace. All right, appreciate it, bro. I'll talk to you later, man.